Welcome to the Broken Pie Chart Podcast, episode 79. I'm your host, Derek Moore. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about stock splits. Do they matter? Are they similar to dividends? And there's a lot of sometimes confusion about stock splits. They used to actually be more prevalent. I remember in the 90s, uh, it always seemed like when a stock got over a certain amount, companies might split it. They might split it two for one, three for two. Used to see some weird ones like some, uh, was it five for fours, three for ones. But there was some news about a big company named Apple that uh, announced something. And also, if Apple does split their stock, uh, yeah, it's Apple, by the way. If Apple does split their stock, does that really mess up the Dow Jones index? And I'll, I'll get to more of that. And finally, uh, as we mentioned, I guess about two episodes ago, uh, Tesla did theoretically meet the criteria to get into the S&P 500. Uh, have not heard anything whether they'll get in or not. And uh, they actually, I don't think they have that meeting until sometime in September. So more, uh, we'll see what happens on that, but who knows? And will it matter? I don't know. I don't know if it will. So Apple this week reported earnings. In fact, the Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, all reported, all reported uh, higher than expected. I'd have to check whether the higher expected was on a reduced expectation though. Uh, but by all counts, they, they really did well. And Apple's board announced the authorization of a four-for-one stock split. Now, you might remember Apple at one point had a seven-for-one stock split. So is that a big deal? What, what does that exactly mean? Well, yes and no. Um, they used to, as I mentioned, in the 90s, it was sort of the, one of those things. Companies used to not like to have their stock price get too high. And the theory was that if your stock price was too high, then, you know, a lot of people couldn't, it wasn't accessible to a lot of people. And years ago, there used to be, you probably heard the term odd lots. Uh, an odd lot was a denomination of shares less than 100. And years ago, I believe it was more money to trade in odd lots and a little more inefficient. Uh, even today, I mean, odd lots are not reflected on a level two quote uh, system. But that was sort of the idea. And then, of course, you had, uh, although Berkshire Hathaway theoretically never split their stock, they only created, uh, might remember the Berkshire Hathaway A shares, never split. They created B shares. And that was, uh, uh, I think they were seeing on CNBC, that was a response to there was going to be a unit investment trust that actually created a, a tracking stock. In other words, you could buy, you know, instead of having to spend 30000 for one share, you could buy a, a tracking, um, I guess, you know, kind of a quasi-ETF. Although back then when they came out with it, you know, ETFs were in their infancy, would have been maybe a unit investment trust. But of course, then you have Google. I don't think has ever split their stock. Amazon's never split their stock. As I mentioned, Apple did that seven for one. And so if Apple hadn't have done that, you know, their stock closed a little over 400 last week, uh, their shares would be, you know, 2,800 plus. 
So, but again, the theory was more interest, uh, maybe more retail interest. So not everybody can afford a full share of, uh, you know, Amazon at uh, over $2,000. So if you split it or Apple, sorry, you know, at 700, so you split it. The reality is though, that it, I don't want to call it a placebo, but in some ways, um, I think stocks, I remember this from the 90s, when they released a, a stock split, it seemed like they ran a little bit, meaning went a little bit higher and people would think, you know, uh, hey, this is great. Uh, the stock's going to be lower. More people can buy it. Important thing to understand, though, is that institutions still make up the majority of investing on Wall Street, not the retail traders, not the the retail traders that you're reading about in the Wall Street Journal and are opening, you know, Robinhood accounts. The other thing too is, you know, Fidelity, Schwab, Interactive Brokers, they allow fractional share trading now. Uh, I don't, in Schwab's case, they allow it on the S&P 500, but, you know, if you didn't have enough to buy a full share of Apple and, you know, you only wanted to buy $5 worth, you can do that now with Schwab stock slices. So, the importance of actually having a lower price stock to make it appealable to appealable, um, make it appeal to retail traders isn't quite as there as much. But here's the thing. It really doesn't matter that much. And the reason why it doesn't matter that much is that although you're going to have more shares outstanding and the stock price is going to be lower, in theory, nothing changes. In other words, Apple's market cap as of the close Friday, it was $1.84 trillion. How do we get that? We take the shares outstanding, which is 4.33 billion shares, times the price, which was 4.27 and 44 cents, and you get the 1.84 trillion. Uh, by the way, if Apple or Microsoft or what's the other, you know, Amazon, <clears throat> a couple others are in, uh, in the 1.5 trillion or higher club, big question is who becomes the first $2 trillion market cap company. But the reality is that if, let's say, uh, you know, for argument's sake, you split it four for one, well, not for argument's sake, if, if so, and again, the, the board has authorized this. I don't think they've announced it yet. So they've authorized to actually do the split. But if they do a four for one, well, instead of having 4.33 billion shares outstanding, that would be multiplied by four. So now you'd have uh, 16, about 17.2 billion shares outstanding. Does the market cap change? No, it doesn't. And the reason why it doesn't is that simply the 427.44 would get, you know, divided by four, and that would be your your new start, uh, you know, stock price on that first day. And so there's more shares, but the price is lower. But the market cap, in theory, is the same. So what else changes? Well. They just reported earnings of, I think it was over, uh, well, it looks like over the last four quarters, about $13.16 per share. Remember, earnings per share is just the net income uh, divided by the number of shares outstanding. So, yeah, the earnings per share would get cut by four. But when you multiply it by the number of shares outstanding, it's still the same net income. And it's also important to note then on any charts or, you know, if Apple's all-time, it's, it, I think it's right around its all-time high. Uh, but if, if it's all-time high, uh, let's say it's 427.44, uh, 
its all-time high, assuming the stock didn't move one bit and they did actually auth- not only authorize but then implement the stock split, you would expect uh, you know, the, the all-time high would be one quarter of that. Remember, they already split seven for one. So all the charts and everything, that's all split adjusted. Same thing with the earnings, same thing with everything. So all that stuff gets split adjusted. And same thing with dividends. Right now they pay about 20 cents a share, I think is what uh, I'm seeing here on the screen. And so in theory, four times the amount of shares, 20 cents divided by four, five cents per share dividend, assuming they don't you know, do any changes or anything like that. So not a lot. It, it actually doesn't really make a difference. And it is a little bit similar to a dividend. Now, dividends, let's say that a stock is trading at 100 and they pay it a $1 dividend. In theory, the stock should have its price reduced to $99. Why? Well, they're paying back cash to shareholders. Um, they're doing a distribution of, uh, of profits or of free cash flow, right? Now, that's sort of in a vacuum. We realized that even you know the market was closed and all they did was reduce the share price by the amount of dividend. You would expect that. But the reality is buyers and sellers not only do you have the, the dividend adjusting uh, the share price, but you also have buyers and sellers. So it never quite works out quite that way. Uh, but the dividend's the same thing. That's why a lot of people are like, hey, should I buy a stock right before the dividend? Well, in theory, if you buy the stock, the dividend gets paid out. You just reduce the retained earnings by that much. Um, same thing for a split. You know, you're like, oh, I, I better go buy 100 shares of Apple because then I'll have 400. Remember, it's going to be a quarter of the price. Um, so anyway, that was uh, I thought that was interesting. And it's interesting because we really haven't seen a lot of big companies or really popular companies do st- uh, stock splits. And it, it always seemed like in the 90s it happened again and again and again. But there is some big implications for the Dow Jones Index. And I think this is actually kind of a big deal just in how it's going to alter the weighting. So you might be familiar with the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100. Those are market cap weighted indexes, meaning, you know, a company at 1.84 trillion in market cap, number of shares times the price, is going to have the most impact on the movement of that index. And most indexes are market cap weighted. Dow Jones is not, though. The Dow Jones is actually price-weighted. And so I think, uh, just pulling some data here towards the end of last week, Apple made up 11, little over 11% of the Dow Jones. It was the highest-weighted company. So, and, you know, their, their market cap is higher than anybody else in there. So, you know, just looking at this, um, you know, Microsoft is, is close, but it's a price-weighted index. And so if you do a four-for-one split on Apple and you cut the, the price by one-fourth, they'll actually go, you know, assuming nothing else changed. Uh, by my calculations, they'd go from an 11% weighting in the Dow down to probably around where Nike is. So Nike closed, maybe Nike, Travelers, or Disney, which ranges, you know, 25 to 3% weighting. That's quite a bit of difference. And just to, to clarify this point, 
when you have an 11% weighting in the Dow Jones, it means that whatever change in price of your stock or, or Apple stock, that accounts for you know 11% of the index. And so you could have a, a couple stocks really drive the index. And that's why you hear on CNBC that, oh, the Dow Jones would have been down this much had it not been for stock X, or it would have been up had it not been for stock Y. So this, I don't want to say it's going to mess up the Dow, but it's going to change uh, the weighting quite a bit. And I don't know why they haven't changed from a price-weighted index to a market cap-weighted index. Um, You know, Pfizer was the, I think they're only like 1%. Remember, the the Dow Jones is only 30 companies. It's uh, it's not a lot of companies. But they were about 1%. They were the lowest weighted stock based upon the stock price. But let's say Pfizer decided to do, I don't know, a, a reverse you know, one for 20 stock split, meaning they reduce the shares. They could become the highest rated or highest weighted stock in the Dow Jones, and they would have the most sway on the price of the index itself. So I thought this was kind of an interesting side note, and a lot of people when they think about the market, they think about the S&P 500. Dow is only 30 stocks. It's not as representative of, you know, in the old days, it was the Dow Jones Industrial Index. Um, Now, of course, you have Visa and you've got Microsoft and Apple, Intel, a number of, you know, Cisco, number of different uh, companies. They aren't certainly all industrial companies. But this weighting is going to change quite a bit. And so uh, as far as I know, the board authorized the stock split. Um, I don't believe they've had an announcement yet of when they actually do it. Um, So the way that works is first the board authorizes it and then they could actually implement it. All right. So, uh, but again, nothing really, in theory, nothing really changes when you split a stock. It just, uh, you know, the, the number of shares increases, the price drops, and the market cap in theory stays the same. Same thing if you do a reverse split. A reverse split is just instead of, um, you know, doing, adding more shares, you reduce the, the shares. So if a stock was at 100 and you did a one for 10 reverse split, well, what would happen? Um, the stock would go to, you know, a thousand bucks and the shares would be decreased by a factor of one tenth, right? But the market cap would be the same. So anyway, uh, keep this one pretty short today. Uh, that was kind of in the news. Got a couple questions about that. Uh, a few people asked me, hey, if, if they do split their stock, you know, is that something I should buy? Um, the reality is there's little or no difference um, in the long run. And I think there's some studies out there that actually show uh, whether or not it's that quote-unquote placebo um, effect. And again, with fractional shares these days, you can go on Schwab and buy $5 worth of Apple um, using their stock slices. So anyway, keep it short for now. Uh, we'll be back next week with a longer episode. And we'll talk to you then. Bye.